Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with the next episode of the Ecom Show and let me welcome Joseph today who is uh, from Canada mm-hmm. and uh, from uh, the Beautify and he also has his own podcast so he has a lot of things uh, in e-commerce. Hey Joseph, how are you today? Daniel, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. And also, I just want to give a shout out to our uh, producers, uh, respectively, who do all the the back end stuff so that uh, us, uh, us stars can just kind of like sit back and click our links and, and show up. So uh, so shout out to your guy and my guy, because my guy, he, he does a lot of the outreach. He does a lot, of the, a lot of the booking. And then I go out of my way to have a dialogue with guests because I want to know them as well as I can before the show. And so it was it was uh, uncanny to then get that booking on my side too for the first time. I think, oh God, I get to answer these questions. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, and shout out to our guy and your guy as well. Our guy's name is Douglas. He posts into our Facebook group a lot. And uh, without them, this live stream and podcast would be uh, impossible to have. They are <laughs> They keep things organized, and as you said, we just need to click and just talk. So exactly, they Thanks, they Bob. do the heavy lifting, basically. Um, so please tell us more about the Beautify and what what does this tool um, do? Great. Basically. So I just want to say that the Beautify, uh, even though I'm not like an active user of the service, I'm a member of the company. <clears throat> they they change my life. Um, I'm, I'm coming to you in an apartment, um, which in given all of that's going on, the idea that somebody has actually been able to advance in their life is, uh, for me, I just want to uh, express my gratitude for that. So Debutify is a Shopify template. The simplest way to answer the question is if you got a Shopify account, you can install Debutify as an app and it gives you a template to use that is based on a lot of lessons learned over the years. Um, I'm the ambassador for it, or one of the ambassadors for it, um, Ricky Hayes, who brought me onto the company. Uh, he's been in the dropshipping and e-commerce space for uh, for a number of years, and he learned a lot of lessons about uh, about research and about what are good conversion tools, what are hacks. Like we call them hacks uh, as well, and they've and they've got a bunch of those. There's about twenty three of them. Uh, I might be a little bit off on that number, but there's a whole bunch of these um, uh, little tips and tricks and little processes that make a website more likely to convert for customers. So having a trust badge on there immediately gives people a sense that, okay, this is a, this is a trustworthy website. They worry more about that. Um, Immediate sales, uh, uh, letting people know about cookies, uh, all of, uh, all of the applications like that are all in there. Um, It also, they also do uh, product research as well. So, if you're on, it would be on some of the more premium plans, but if you just want to sit back and wait for inspiration, Debutify is actively doing research into what are winning products that you can look into uh, right away. Yeah, amazing. So let's say I want to start a dropshipping store today and e-commerce store. By the way, is it for dropshippers only? Or if I 
manufacture my own, I don't know, uh, phone cases uh, and I start selling them, then uh, can I use this? Uh, it's up to you. More? I mean, it does skew towards dropshippers. Uh, that's because that's a lot of the genesis for it. But yeah, I remind you, this is Shopify. So uh, nothing's stopping you from integrating, say, a print-on-demand service into it as well. Because um, yeah. <clears throat> Debutify is... Uh, primarily going to assist you. A lot, I will assist with the back end, but it's there to really back you up on the front end so that you have a website that is optimized and it runs well. And so then, you know, do whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. And sell arts and crafts the, if you want. What's the easiest way to start uh, using it, start testing it? So I'll tell you exactly what I did because I did a little bit of a test myself is I started a Shopify account. And then I looked for the uh, Debutify app. And if you don't want to go searching through the Shopify side, you can download it directly from the website. And then it'll open up the Shopify prompt so that you can install it. And then you can get a free trial. So then you can test out everything. You can see what the add-ons are. Oh, by the way, uh, just a quick correction. It has uh, 28 add-ons uh, presently. Okay. And with more on the way. And you can test it, see it for yourself, install the ones you like, see if there's any ones that maybe don't resonate with you. And then you'll know what to expect. And then if you want to um, move forward, and then the first plan is like $19 a month. Yeah, that's a very affordable price, $19. Um, and let's say I grow with my business, I get bigger and bigger. And uh, what is the size which is still, you know, it, it fits the this uh, the, the beautify basically. I guess once I get to one billion dollars, maybe I would hire <laughs> a, an agency or something. But uh, you know, what what until what size it can be used, and what are what was the biggest plan of the beautify? The biggest plan is that. the master plan. It's a uh, ninety-seven dollars a month. Uh, you'll get. Um, this is where you'll start to have a lot more interactivity as well. Um, you'll actually be mentored, um, presumably by Ricky, but maybe there'll be other mentors too. Um, mm -hmm. There's courses, because um, Ricky also has a university course uh, on Teachable, uh, which he was gracious enough to take me through, by the way. So it'll go through Facebook ads, it'll go through Google ads, it'll go through setting up virtual assistants, how to... Um, uh, how to deal with customer service, uh, more research tips. Um, the, the master plan is also when you will have access to the product research tool, so you won't have it before then, but we're still going to take care of you because if you go to our YouTube page, we have uh, videos where we're putting out at least once a month where we're looking into winning products for you anyways. Mm -hmm. So this Amazing. is where, and as if um, the, the icon for it wasn't appropriate enough, it's an icon of a rocket ship. So this is where, yeah, you are going to be able to take off. And then I think anybody in the e-commerce space recognizes that, like uh, with your service, with your uh, with your retention marketing service, um, with, say, like SMS Bump, I don't think any one platform will ever solve all of the problems. Um, we're, yeah. getting, we're getting close, but you will also realize there are other things that you have to integrate as well. I would say... Once you get to the um, high enough threshold, you can also look into the dropshipping council, which is right now it's like the peak or it's the top of the mountain for uh, the, the top earners in dropshipping. And it's somewhere that you can apply. And if, uh, and if you meet the credentials and if you 
pass muster, then it gives you an opportunity to interact with other people who are on that same level so that you can share ideas. Now, that's not part of Debutify, but uh, Ricky is uh, one of the original uh, founding members of it. So that would give you a pretty clear path towards the uh, uh, the Dropshipping Council, which is something yeah. I would uh, consider. Yeah, yeah, actually... Um... Um, Ricky is one of the founders and also uh, Shishir uh, Nigan from uh, Vancouver is uh, is another founder and mm -hmm. another Canadian. Uh, so uh, he's he was also one of the founders and uh, we had the luck to work with him before. And now we also work uh, together on his store with my agency. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he asked us to join as a partner and... Uh, we are one of the email marketing partners of this council. And uh, as you said, if anyone wants to join um, and, you know, there are some very high level uh, dropshippers in that group. So if you want to learn from those, then uh, I really encourage everyone to join this, this group. You make a good point too about the partnerships too. That's something I forgot to mention, but you're you're one of the partners. And so like I'm saying about how things will branch out and there's a lot of different um uh, services and platforms that you'll need to expand your empire, yeah. then the Dropshipping Council not only recommends you some of them, but also makes deals with them too, so that you can save a lot of money um, integrating these programs into your into your business. Actually, I think we we met there. I uh, uh, I think I approached Ricky Hayes uh, a few months ago in August or something. If we want to shoot a podcast and then. It, this just happened, so it's amazing how it goes. Um, so, Debutify, is there anything else you want to mention about it? Uh, because, you know, if I go to Google and I just Google Shopify themes, I found hundreds or even more. Um, and there are different, you know, packages for all of these. I think most uh, dropshippers, they use the free templates. Um so maybe is there anything else that you want to add why it's just better than others out there? I mean, a lot of it has to do with the the optimization and how it really is focusing on conversion. And mm -hmm. it wants you to be able to put your energy into marketing, which is where all of the uh, success really comes from. I mean, and a lot of this too is based off of Ricky's philosophy. You know, the, the company, uh, a lot of... What it's capable of is based off his his own views, um, which I largely support and agree with. Mm. It's it is if you want to win, if you want to succeed, um, Debutify is I I I don't I mean uh, mind you I do work for the company so there is a bit of a a uh, bit of a preference there, but I I don't see any uh, any platform that I can think of at the top of my head that is not only uh, optimized for performance but is also so well integrated into the community. And I think that is a really important thing too, like with the Dropshipping Council, um, with our YouTube page, you know, where we, we actively engage with commenters, we give them as we'll hand out free try, like free months of the, of the, of the beautify for people who comment. Um, with my podcast too, we're, we're branching out. I do Ecomonics, which is uh, our Debutify podcast. We're branching yeah. out. We're trying to get everybody into it. You were a guest on the show. That's how we did our, our, our little quip pro quo here. So I think optimization is key. The community that you'll join, because it's not just a template. It's, it, you know, it's a, it's a mindset as well. I think the community is huge uh, because, you know, software is one thing. Th that's the tool to achieve your goal. But uh 
but the main thing is is people behind it and as you said the mindset and the community and i think every successful platforms and um, software they have a community behind them just think about shopify clickfunnels clavio um, many others even magento they have a huge conference in europe so uh, and same with the beautify and you are not like shopify at this point but uh, we will see so mm -hmm. it's a growing company um yeah so maybe tell us more about your past so how did you end up uh, in this company how did you meet, meet uh, ricky that's a great question and one small point that i want to make that will help answer that question too is that if you look at how people are interested in joining communities you infer different things about about them so if i were to say go to the community forums for the green bay packers it's very specifically about the green yeah. bay packers so yeah, you yeah. infer that people are into sports or they're passionate about where they live whereas i think the a, a community that's based on businesses you infer that people want to succeed and they want to motivate. So it's a very positive place to be, but it doesn't say anything about, you know, their interests or their hobbies or anything like that. So you really do get a wide variety of different kinds of people. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to touch on that. But as for, for my yeah. background, so uh, I'm a massive nerd. I've always been a nerd. My parents gave me a Sega Genesis when I was uh, four years old. And uh, from that day forward, I was hooked and I still am. Um, and, I got into podcasting about 10 years ago. And the reason why I got into podcasting was because of a video game podcast. Uh, it's still, I'm pretty sure it's still around. Uh, hmm. It's called uh, IGN Game Scoop. The format has changed significantly as well as the people who do the show have changed. But that was the show that made me realize how much I, I love podcasting. And well, I mean, I mentioned video games because my interest for video games got me to that show. But that show wasn't just a way to stay up to date on what's going on in the gaming world. It was also um, a community. They're, they would interact with their listeners. They would read emails. Um, and then the, the host of the show, usually there was about three, four, or five of them. And they were all journalists, but they all knew each other. They all got along. They were in jokes. People were having a lot of fun. And this was the first time that I would have something like this, this media format in my life where I could pick the kind of content that I want to listen to and not only get the goods, but also enjoy being a part of a, of a, of an intimate conversation between, uh, between friends basically. And it, I found it uplifting and I wanted to, to do that myself. So second sorry. year. Sorry. How was uh, podcasting back then? I'm curious. I've been doing this for a half a year, so I'm a total newbie to podcasting. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. Um, I would say the number one difference was that there wasn't video at that point. It was all audio based. So yeah. I'm not I'm not a purist. Like I'll I watch lots of video content on YouTube, um, especially while I'm eating. So for me I, I i recommend audio for when you cannot look at a video you know when like you're you're doing chores or or driving because podcasting is fundamentally radio yeah to the point where i kind of wish we could just call it radio sometimes but beyond that so so that so that part was cool um we, so yeah it was mostly audio based and the ability for a show to succeed and i think it might still hold true now but for a show to succeed you had to have something going for you already. 
IGN is still in existence. It's a well-known um, publication for media. So they had a lot of interest, which was generated because they were covering media. So they would do reviews on a video game. You would go to the website because you wanted to hear their opinion on something that you were passionate about. So it was an amalgamation of interest and that gave them the ability to have a large uh, profile. And essentially that's any, any show at that point had to have something going for them. If you were a celebrity, uh, I know like Ricky Gervais uh, joined in pretty well, like uh, early on there was um, I think Adam Carolla. He was one of the original uh, pioneers of it. And so it was hard to get um, uh, to get like the average person to, to recognize and listen to it. That is definitely changed. I think at this point now people, it's so ubiquitous that people accidentally listen to a podcast where they're scrolling down Facebook and they'll like, and they'll hover over an image for a second. And that counts as a click. And then all of a sudden you the podcast and then you keep scrolling. Then the video now comes with you. So it's, it's definitely, it's the mm -hmm. landscape has definitely changed, but it was a lot more about you had to use your interest to figure out what, what to listen to. Yeah. 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 So that's very interesting. Um, so now it's more, engagement based or or the all all of these algorithms they know what you want much more and uh also the other day i uh, read about or actually that was a video conference about podcasts the advert conference and there was a separate section about podcasts and they mentioned that uh, uh if you start a podcast first you should convince those people to listen to your podcast who already listen to other podcasts uh, and then the next step to come is those who never listen to a podcast. So they don't even know the platform. Mm -hmm. That's much harder. Um, but anyway, so back to your story. Um, so, um, well, ha oh, hang on. I, I do want to make an observation about what you said, because that's a good point. So this isn't podcasting related, but in order to get people interested in the format, it's the content that will, mm -hmm. uh, drive people to the format. And usually there's an imprint where their the whatever content it was that got them into the format usually sticks with them in the way that to this day Game Scoop is still the genesis of a lot of uh, who I am today. So my example was actually The Walking Dead. Now a lot of people are either they're into the comic book series or they were into zombies in general like I was, but they had never watched an hour long television drama. So yeah. when they got into The Walking Dead, that imprinted that show, but it also imprinted dramas and people would be more likely to then consume that format because now they understand how it works and the hook. So it, it will always come down to the content. You know, imagine if like, pick a president, pick your favorite president. If a president starts a podcast, that's going to get a lot of people into it who maybe weren't listening to podcasts before. Any political figure, I didn't want to name anyone in specific, but just pick someone. If they do yeah. a podcast, people who did not listen to the format before, will put up with learning something new in order to consume something that they want. All right. So back to my story. Interesting. Yeah. But back uh, to your story. <laughs> yeah. So how did this go? So I was in a, a, a different community in my uh, late teens, early twenties. Uh, I was interested in the Toronto comedy community. I was trying to, trying to do comedy, trying to do stand-up comedy. If I was lucky, I did mediocre. Um, and so while I'm like, you know, kind of struggling with this thing. Podcasts kept coming to me naturally. So 
I it occurred to me that this really was what I should be pursuing. And then about two and a half years, meeting a lot of people in the community, same thing, a lot of different personalities all converging based on one interest. Well, one of them approaches me and he wants to do a show. And uh, it's, it's a mature show, so I'm not going to go into the details. Um, hmm. And we do a couple of episodes and the core of his show, there was a seed there that I, I appreciated. So we only got about three or four episodes in, but then I approached him about a month later and said, let's change the format a bit. Let's make this a more generalized show so we can do that same thing where we'll bring in a lot of people from a lot of different areas to converge into this. And then we did that for about uh, a year and a half. And when I approached him about this, that's when I lost a, a sales job of mine. Uh, I was uh, I, I was let go, change in management. They wanted people loyal to them, whatever. Yeah. Th these things happen. And my motive was, I have to do this professionally. I'm not being paid for it. I'm not even breaking even. I'm paying money to do this because what was more important was setting a professional standard and then the money comes later, which it did. Um, not for that show, but that show we never intended to make money off of it anyways. And so using my expertise and the professional standard that I had set, I started looking to see if other people were looking for editors. And I worked with a, I worked with a network that was able to feed me a bunch of shows. Uh, that relationship lasted about four years. I had a bunch of uh, clients, some of whom I still have to this day, by the way, because I met some people through Upwork. And I was mostly just doing backend stuff, just doing the editing, producing, lending people my expertise. And then eventually, like, sorry, like once in a while, I would say, hey, can I be a guest on the show? It'd be fun. Kind of like, yeah, bring, bring, the, bring the editor on for, for an episode. So I built up like this little um, log of like, you know, random uh, uh, guest appearances on all the different shows that I had gone on. And then I was doing more sales jobs, by the way. Um, every time I would get into a sales job about watches, the clock would be ticking because I, I would always end up losing it one way or another. And so then we have our lockdown. And in Canada, it's, you know, we, we, we uh, where I lived at the time, you didn't, you wouldn't really have noticed. I would just go to the park and people were just there hanging out anyways. So it, it wasn't like soul crushing or anything. It just mm -hmm. was a thing to deal with. I remember in March at like the peak of it, that's when I was really afraid uh, because we didn't understand what was going on, but all we knew was that it was dangerous. Um, Where are you based in Canada, Toronto? Toronto, Canada, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was concerned about the well-being of, uh, of my girlfriend because um, she's had some issues with her immune system in the past. So I remember being pretty scared about it at that point. So I definitely took it seriously. But probably around like, I don't know. Yeah, I was laid off from my sales job in January. So I started isolating before we had to. And then, let's see, June, March, April, May. I'm, I'm only pausing because I forgot the order of months. So May, June, yes. So end of May, beginning of June, I said, all right, I'm just going to look for more work. I just, I've had enough of this. And so I find, uh, and then I... And then I had uh, uh, Ricky in specific. He had put out a job posting. They were looking for a podcast host um, who also had producerial experience. And for me, I knew hosting a show was going to be a bit of a leap because I wasn't consistently doing hosting for a long time. Um, but I was banking on my back-end experience so that 
I can handle, I, I can speak to all the people in the back end. I knew a little bit of graphic design, a little bit of illustration. So I had a pretty good pitch overall. And I wasn't a complete greenhorn to hosting. So, you know, we, we had our, our call and I made sure my voice was as like sleek and as silky as I could. And then, uh, and then I was brought onto the project. And this was around which month? June. 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 Okay. So yeah. like a half, almost a half a year ago. Okay. Yeah, almost half a year. And since then you are on the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it certainly feels like that. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You work with a team from Australia, I guess. Ricky is there. All over. And, yeah. Um, Australia, and- the UK. Um, I work pretty closely with Connor on the YouTube side and he's, well, he's from New Zealand. He's currently in uh, the States for a bit, but he, he, I think he'll be going back to New Zealand. The, yeah. The, the, the staff in the company, they're all over the place. Yeah. How big yeah. is this now? Uh, gut reaction. I'd say about 50 staff members. 50, five, zero. Yeah. Five, zero. Amazing. Yeah. And it's growing too. Uh, the reason why I hesitate is just because I'm, I'm checking the, the staff conversations and we are actively always looking for more hires, more developers, that kind of thing. Yeah. How many people are developers? I'm just curious. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'd love to give you like a solid answer for that. Uh, I'm throwing this number off the top of my head. I would say a development team of about 10 to 12 people so far. Okay. Yeah. And I'm overshooting a bit. I might, I might've said too many people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I should yeah. point out too is that like the uh, so Rick is one half of the founding. The other half is um is our developer uh, Raphael. He he does the the back end stuff. So it's like front one guy's front end, one guy's back end. Okay. Okay. I see. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's change the topic a bit sure. and uh, um yeah, let me ask this question. Actually, this question was asked from me many times. Uh, Drop is dropshipping dead, and no, <laughs> no, it's you know, um, how many things have actually died if you really think about it? Like, the only things that die are things that don't adapt. Like, we're down, there's like one blockbuster left in the world because they 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 were maybe they were trying to adapt, but they didn't adapt. People thought radio died, radio didn't die, it adapted. So, so even if something dies, death is just part of the cycle. And things are reborn in a new way. So no dropshipping, drop it's uh, it's it's doing quite well. Um, I don't I don't want to be the authority to say that it's thriving, but e-commerce is thriving. Yeah, lots of people are realizing how straightforward it is to start a business, and I think a lot of people just want their freedom. Uh, that's one of the most consistent things I've seen across the people that I talk to is that people want to be more free. They yeah. want to have more control of their time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, leave, leave the nine to five to the people who, who either need it or want it. Um, because I don't want to discourage people who prefer that lifestyle. There's lots of good reasons to do it, especially if you're in a position where you just can't take those kinds of chances. Uh, if there's people who are depending on you, especially, um, I, I, a lot of, uh, a lot of people who, who, uh, try to go for drop shipping or independently minded, uh, they want their freedom. They want the ability to really craft the, the lifestyle for themselves. Now the struggle with drop shipping, like I said, is saturation. So yeah, if you're looking for a, um, for a winning product that is ready to go, uh, you do have to act fast and you do all, but you do also have to do due diligence. So there's a balancing act there. You have to see if other people are selling it, what are, what, creative tactics are they using um, how can you sell it differently maybe there's features or benefits you can find that are specific 
Um, another recurring theme that I've picked up on talking to a lot of various job shippers is that their first goal is to use job shipping to build capital. And then a lot of people will, they'll continue to do it in different levels. But for the most part, they try to get their, their stores automated. Uh, they'll hire VAs to, to manage the store so they can move on to other things. But they almost always want to do something else. They want to start their own agencies. They want to build their own platforms. Uh, they want to get into content creation. Um, and then they also also want to provide value. A lot of them have their own YouTube channels. They want to share their knowledge. They're so grateful yep. for this business model and how it's managed to change their lives that they want to share that with others. So yeah, I, I, I can't say no often enough. Yeah, yeah. So e-commerce is, is definitely growing, especially this year. I think in the last few years, it, uh, it grew by around 15% a year the uh, overall revenue of e-commerce, but this year, it, this number might, I think it will be double uh, and, and retail will decrease and yeah, the brick and mortar stores. Um, so yeah, e-commerce is booming and dropshipping, I think uh, when I hopped into this industry like three years ago, back then it was very different and three years, it's not a long time actually, but still it was very different back then. Um, it was you can you could use Alibaba products and and you know just um, drop ship them. But um, today I I don't know I I, I think um, you need uh, solid partners um, and solid fulfillment um, and all you know your your whole infrastructure and your your product quality should be on uh, on point and mm -hmm. the customer experience. It doesn't matter if you are a dropshipper or not and. Um, yeah, I think I, I think the bar it just went up and uh, it went um, higher. So today it's not as easy as as it used to be a few years ago. Um, maybe the whole industry just got uh, more matured. Um, so so yeah, it's quite interesting to see it. And it's also interesting that you mentioned that most guys, most dropshippers. So this is not their end goal. This is just uh, just one stop in the journey many times it's the first stop in their journey mm -hmm. they just want to make some capital maybe network just get experience with online marketing and e-commerce and uh what can you see what 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 uh what is the next step for them after after dropshipping what what are their dreams after that i mean i I have only asked a couple of them if they want to move on into like a different industry altogether. So that would be up to them. I would imagine that e-commerce is going to be harder to get away from as time goes on. So I think e they'll always be involved in e-commerce in some way, which isn't a hard thing to say because it, there's so much to it. So maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll get into acting and then they'll start their own they'll have their own following and then they'll set up their own store and then all yeah. of the tricks that and all everything that they know about they'll bring that they'll reintegrate that back into it so i don't think it'll ever they'll ever like fully move on i don't see i don't imagine anybody getting into carpentry per se um but as far as like what people actually do so i'm just trying to think of like okay so so one example would be um uh, Sh uh shashir nagam who formed the yeah. dropshipping council so he wanted to improve the industry so he's still I, I i think at this point he's still doing drop shipping but he wanted to uh become more of a thought leader 
and he wanted to uh, improve the industry altogether. So that's one route. Um, branding, I think I, I have noticed that a lot of um, a, a lot of the dropshippers that I've spoken to, a lot of them are very fashion conscious. They have like I go to their Instagram pages and they got great haircuts, great sunglasses. They have like a good look put together. So I think a lot of them will transition from dropshipping into uh, white labeling or even their own manufacturing where they can start conveying their own brand, um, selling their own clothes and their own I don't know, perfumes. I don't know anybody doing perfume yet, but you never know. And so for them, yeah, like even if they're getting away from drop shipping as a fulfillment method, they're still, they still want to be merchants. They still want to sell something. Yeah. Um, what else yeah. do people do? Yeah. Marketing. A lot of people get into marketing as well. They, they enjoy the, the, because the, there is the creative side to marketing. So if they're creatively minded, they tend to go into that route. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can, uh, you know, I, I know quite many of them and I can see different paths. Um, probably the worst path is burning out. I know guys who burned out and that's, that's uh, unlucky. But um, I think if you manage to, as you said, hire VAs and the right people to run the business, then um, you will have the capital, you will have more time. Uh, I know guys who could uh, buy... Uh, houses for their family which is amazing um and you can travel and you can meet the people you know like-minded people you can be in different podcasts um so yeah you can really achieve your dreams and after that you can go to the next level and maybe care less about money um i also know guys who just automated everything and um yeah, they are. They they went to a desert just to uh, meditate for one week, and and that's it. Let's do some crazy things. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting to see that. Um, before we finish it, so please uh, tell us more about your podcast. And um, yeah, when uh, when did you start it, and uh, what is the main topic of the episode? Great. So. Um, Ecomonics is, yeah, it was the reason why I was brought on. Um, and I just gonna pat myself on the back slightly because I, I came up with the name. And the purpose of the show is to do a number of things, some of which we didn't really discover until we kind of got sunk our teeth into it and started making, uh, making episodes. Um, because you don't want to, it's good to have a vision, but you don't want to have every last thing figured out before you go into it because then the mind isn't as open for what new information is being presented. So the main, the main goal is to uh, inspire and encourage people to get into uh, drop shipping or into e-commerce in general. Um, yep. It's to tell different stories of how people got into it. You have people with the school for chemistry, you have programmers, you have uh, nerds like myself, all, all different kinds of people got into it. Um, and so, so again, it comes back to inspiring people. Uh, we also do a lot of brass hacks. Um, a lot of people who offer different services. One of the, you know, one of the reasons why we uh, we wanted to talk to you. Um, we've talked to like three or four different fulfillment methods. Uh, Udropy, AutoDS, and just today I did a recording with Salesforce. So it's also about giving people options, letting people know what's out there, and so they can pick and choose who aligns with their view, and know that there is no one approach to succeeding in this. Um, what what else is there? 
Sorry, just give me a second because there's there's a lot of like different themes to it. Yep. Um, I also am a, a big proponent too of uh, of mindset and well being. So I I do if I notice that people have an inclination towards uh, wellness techniques and exercise and mindset, I ask them about that too. Just um, from me, from my perspective, what I get out of it is I, I am on a rocket ship. Every week, I get to meet a bunch of different people with different backgrounds and I get to learn something and I get to make these connections yeah. in a learn time. More. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so to, to make all these connections and meet all these people, it's, it, it, it is amazing how much can happen in, in the course of a year. Um, but for people who, who haven't uh, listened, who haven't, who are going to be discovering it, what I would like people to do is actually listen to it in chronological order. You don't have to, um, you can pick and choose what interests you, but, what I would recommend is you can see the here, actually, you can hear the way the show evolves and how we notice themes as those themes come up and then how we take those themes and we address them, um, mindset, background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll get good information. You'll, you'll get actionable tips pretty much every episode, like how to, yeah. how to deal with this, uh, how to deal with suppliers, how to deal with yeah. marketing techniques, budgets, all of that stuff. So if you've listened to every episode that's out so far, I would be surprised if you weren't motivated to go try it yourself. Yeah, amazing. Everyone should check this out. What's the name of the podcast again? Uh, Ecom Onyx. So, you know, e-commerce. Okay. So E-C-O-M-O-N-I-C-S. Uh, Google will be a little... Uh, uh, particular about the search results so just insist yes google that is what i searched for <laughs> or you can go to the beautify website go into resources our podcast is there our youtube is there which also comes highly recommended uh they put out content uh weekly to um let people know what our product's out and so you can see a visual too because this is a lot of visual based stuff so for 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 the more practical stuff i would recommend the youtube side but to meet the meet with minds gets a lot of the philosophy in um, ecomonics is more of that balancing act yeah 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 amazing we will put the link uh, below into the description mm-hmm. and uh, thanks joseph for uh, for uh, coming today into our podcast you shared a lot of uh, great um, values with the audience it was uh, great to talk with you and uh, you too and yeah. we've got your episode on the way by the way yours uh, yours is chambered so it'll be up pretty soon Amazing. Um, if anyone wants to find you and the beautify where they should go, you just mentioned the podcast. How about uh, the beautify and yourself? So, um, bearing in mind that being an, an ambassador, I, uh, it's, I, I'm the beautify is a more important thing. Otherwise I wouldn't really get to be here. Right. So the check it out. It'll tell you everything you need to know and it'll direct you where you need to go. If people are curious about me, just type in J-O-S-E-P-H space I-A-N-N-I and uh, and let the discovery unfold. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joseph, again. And, uh, Thank you, Daniel. Stay tuned, everyone, because every Thursday we are coming out with a new podcast episode. And um, yeah, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thewoodaymedia.com. 
show is brought to you by the team of Buday Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal, grow your e-commerce business together.